0: we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Herbs have been a huge part of my wellness journey, thanks to my Indian roots. My mom introduced them to me, and I saw firsthand how they worked wonders for both body and mind. And when it comes to keeping my digestion in check, Slippery elm bark and ginger root are my go-tos. Our sponsor Nature's Way has over 50 years sourcing these herbs and many more that can promote digestive health. Visit naturesway.com forward slash herbs and use code J10 at checkout for 10% off any herbal supplements through June 30. Terms apply. 90,000 hours. That's approximately how much time an individual will dedicate to work in their lifetime. That's why it's more important than ever to partner with UKG, a company fully dedicated to helping you create a great place to work. With HR, pay, time, and culture solutions, UKG is the only partner that delivers the tools and insights your employees need no matter who they are, where they work, or what they do. See what UKG can do for your business and your people at ukg.com backslash great. UKG, our purpose is people.
1: Why do people say that they get their best ideas in the shower? Yeah. The truth is that our best ideas come from the wisdom within. Mm. And that's why when you talk about making wisdom go viral, that's also part of what allows people to connect with their own inner wisdom. Mm. And their best ideas come from that.
0: Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for coming back to On Purpose, the number one health podcast in the world. I'm so grateful that all of you are taking out time to invest in your health and well-being. You could be anywhere in the world right now, but you're either listening to this or watching this, whether you're walking your dog, you're commuting to or from work, or maybe you're at work, maybe you're taking a break, or maybe you're at the gym, wherever you are. Thank you. Thank you so much for investing in your education over entertainment, but we're going to make this really fun too. And today's guest is someone I'm so grateful and honored to be sitting next to. She's someone who needs no introduction. She's the founder of the Huffington Post. She's the CEO and founder of Thrive Global and one of the most influential people in the media and world today. Her name is Ariana Huffington. Ariana, thank you so much for doing this, honestly.
1: Thank you, Jay. I'm so happy to be here with you. Really, I've been looking forward to it all week.
0: <laughs> I'm so grateful, honestly, because we're sitting inside Thrive Global right now in New York. These are your brand new offices. They're absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Your team is amazing as always. And you've opened this up as our home and made us feel so comfortable.
1: Anytime.
0: <laughs> but so today I've got so many things I want to dive into. I feel that you're the thought leader the world really needs today. And I'm so grateful that you've taken it upon yourself to make your mission to help people thrive all across the world. And I want to go back to your book that you called Thrive. It's a book that I believed when I read it, I just felt, I was like, I can't believe someone's actually put this all into words. It was, I connected so deeply with it. And my big question, which I wanna start off with, is today, how can our listeners redefine success for themselves? What does it mean to go through that process that you so beautifully outline? Because today we're bombarded by so many definitions of success. How did you start that process and how can our listeners do that?
1: Well, thank you for starting with the most important question, which was the question um, I try to address with Thrive the Book and that we are working on with Thrive the Company. And basically, you know, you and I love reading philosophy, whether it's the Greeks, the Vedas, the Stoic philosophers. And the bottom line is that what is the good life is a constant priority for philosophers trying to define the good life. What happened in our modern culture is that we shrunk down the definition of the good life to success. And we shrunk the definition of success down to two metrics, money and status slash power. And that's like trying to sit on a two-legged stool. Sooner or later, you fall off. Yes. So what we're trying to teach here at Thrive and what I'd love everybody listening and watching uh, to take home is to redefine success, to include a third metric. Nothing wrong with the first two. But the third is what completes our purpose and it includes well-being, you know, prioritizing our health and well-being, wisdom, I love your mission of making wisdom viral, wonder, you know, a sense of wonder about the universe, the mystery of life and giving, giving back. That's Mm -hmm. something that you uh, chronicle so often um, in your work. So for me, that's what's a complete life. And so anytime you integrate any of this into your daily life, you're getting closer to a fuller definition of the good life.
0: Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I think that's so clear. And it's such a great direction for people because we can almost look at that and be like, okay, where am I struggling? Yes. Right? It's like we can look at that and say, okay, which, which, which leg of that stool is missing in my life? And it becomes a focus area. Now, when I do see that though, sometimes some people may think, well, that's a lot of things to juggle. And maybe I'm working really hard and I'm really ambitious. And that means I'm sacrificing sleep and my health is falling apart. How have you found, or what are your beliefs around real balance in the striving for making an impact, in the striving for wanting to make a difference? How do we also take care of all of those juggling balls? It feels like there's a lot.
1: There is a lot, and I think the only way is through micro steps. At Thrive, we talk about small, daily, incremental steps that are not hard. We just need to make sure we take one step at a time. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is you want to focus on, let's say you want to focus on improving your sleep because you have actually read the science and the data, and you know that when you improve your sleep, you actually improve your performance. Mm -hmm. So even if you didn't care about your health and you just care about your performance, just look at elite athletes. There's no way Tom Brady would go to a Super Bowl sleep deprived. Yeah, Because he knows if he wants peak performance, he needs to get enough sleep, eat right, have recovery time as well as training time. Mm. So that's really what I've forgotten. So let me give you one of my favorite sleep microsteps. We have over 700, but I love the (laughs) fact that you are focusing on making our conversation actionable for people. So my microstep, my favorite microstep is pick a time at the end of your day that you actually declare the end of your working day. Because the truth is that there is no end to our working day. Mm. The truth is that we could all spend the whole night clearing our inboxes or catching up with work in our always on world. So you have to declare an arbitrary end. And because human beings learn through ritual, you mark that end by turning off your phone and gently escorting it out of your bedroom. (laughs) I love that. It's Small, but key, you know, not sleeping with your phone. Are you sleeping with your phone? No, I
0: don't sleep with my phone.
1: Amazing. It's absolutely essential because if you sleep with your phone, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't go right back to sleep, you are going to be tempted to pick it up and scroll through Instagram or answer some text. And it's much harder to go to sleep and have a deep, really recharging sleep
0: absolutely yeah when I first trained myself to do that I used to lock all my devices in my car outside so I used to literally go and put my phone my laptop everything because I wanted to train myself yes out of the habit and I remember getting a real alarm clock at that time so that I could still wake up if you need an alarm clock and now I've been able to train myself to wake up after eight and a half hours of sleep a day So no matter what time I go to sleep, usually it's the same time. I always sleep eight and a half hours and I don't need an alarm to get up. So I get up naturally, my body wakes me up. And that's been such a beautiful conditioning. And it's taken me time, but it really helps because now you're no longer conditioned to wake up to anything. You can wake up at your own Exactly. I
1: think this this is amazing what you just said. At first it may be hard because we are breaking addictions.
0: 100%.
1: But then the reward of how we feel is so enormous. I mean, for me now, it's like the reward of feeling fully recharged is so great. I don't really like myself when I'm sleep deprived. I mean, I'm more reactive, I'm more emotional, me too. <laughs> I'm less empathetic, I'm less creative. I don't really want to be around me. So it's actually something that then becomes a magnet. To continue doing that.
0: Mm. Are there any other habits that you've had to rewire in your life? Anything that you saw as a trigger and you started building steps, micro steps, yes. I love that, to building? Were there any others?
1: Yes. Like um, I used to be one of the people who would think, come January 1st, I'm going to start working out for an hour every day. And then by February 1st, I would drop it. So instead, I put a stationary bike in my bedroom, And now every morning I do um, 30 minutes on my bike. And I can be on my email because it's okay. You know, it's a stationary bike, so I feel productive. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when I want to go harder, I just do it without going on my email. But I made it super simple. And now, honestly, I just like get out of bed and I get on my bike. It's become like second nature. It's no longer an issue because as you know, because you're a, a student of behavioral science, discipline is not going to cut it. Mm-hmm. We need to change our environment and make it super easy to make these micro steps yes. and having the bike right there, my tennis shoes right there, yes. <laughs> makes it much easier
0: yeah absolutely you're breaking that chain in your mind to avoid that i I had one client that i used to coach a very successful executive and she loved doing yoga but she could never make it so we made sure that she had her yoga mat next to her bed so she could literally roll off her bed and onto her yoga mat and just be like a reminder that it was right there she didn't have to go to a gym or she didn't have to go somewhere else she could do yoga right next to her bed if that's what exactly. it meant, just that's something to break simple. the chain. Yeah, I love that. That's great. I'm sure you hear this all the time with Thrive Global yourself. You're working with athletes, celebrities, executives, directors. You're working with the busiest people on the planet, right? That's, yeah. that's what you do every day. And you know that. And you've, you are one of the busiest people on the planet too. And I'm sure you get people asking you, Irene, I'm so fearful of falling behind. Yes. I'm so scared that someone important will send me a message and I'll miss it or something will happen in the news and I didn't see the notification. How are you advising people who have that fear or insecurity that they may fall behind?
1: So that's where changing beliefs is key. Mm. So in all our workshops with corporations, we start with changing beliefs because the beliefs we have I really like the automatic pilot on a ship, you know? And what we tell ourselves we're going to do or is like the captain uh, steering the ship in one way or another, but if the automatic pilot is set in a particular direction, that's where the ship is going to go. Mm-hmm. So we start by changing beliefs because the belief that in order to succeed, you have to burn out is incredibly entrenched in our culture. Mm-hmm. It really goes back to the first industrial revolution when we started revering machines. And the goal of a machine is to minimize downtime. The goal of a software is to minimize downtime. But for the human operating system, downtime is a feature, not a bug. <laughs> <laughs> and so we need That's to weird. show people the data, show people the science. Introduce people to ancient wisdom. You know, we've done a wonderful series. I don't know if you've seen, they'll send it to your on Chinese ancient wisdom. Mm-hmm. We're doing a lot on Indian wisdom, on Stoic philosophers. Our conference room here, all our conference rooms are named after philosophers, like the Marcus Aurelius room. Oh, I love that. I <laughs> is our, our boardroom. So the reason for all that is that, It requires both science and storytelling Mm. to move people. Mm. But we have found that the thing that moves people more than anything is hearing from successful people in the arena. Yes. It's what you said. It's like, it's almost like people need to be given permission Mm. and need to hear from people who are successful, who are not chilling under a mango tree. So when Jeff Bezos writes a piece and says, why am I getting eight hours of sleep is good for Amazon shareholders? That piece went crazy viral. Mm. And it made a lot of people feel if Jeff Bezos gets eight hours of sleep and he's not exactly slowing down, <laughs> that shows that there is something here for me to look at. Mm. Or um, Philip Schindler, the um, chief business officer at Google Um, said to me at a dinner that he had this moment of epiphany when he came home from uh, a trip and his young children, he told his children, daddy's taking you to the playground. And his five-year-old son said, oh, no, can't the babysitter take us? (laughs) And he asked why. And the little boy said, because when you're in the playground, you're always on your phone. uh... And that was his moment of epiphany. And after that, he stopped being on his phone when he's with his children. Mm. You know, he travels a lot. It's not like with he's he with his children all the time. Yeah. So he made that sacred time. Mm-hmm. And then he texted me to let me know what an amazing impact it had within Google. Mm. So people who felt that they could also do that, that yes. they could take that step without being afraid that they are going to fall behind.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you're so right that that science storytelling and that last piece of people living the example yes. is the most powerful because when we see someone who looks like us, talks like us, walks like us, has the same diary as us, and they can do it. And and it's funny, isn't it, that we get impressed. I was, I was at a hangout the other day and I was with a lot of other social media people and we were all hanging out together and no one used their phone for about three hours.
1: Wow. Because
0: we were all just connecting as yes. human beings. And everyone was, you know, there are a few people there. They were so impressed. They were like, How are you guys not on your phones? And I was just like, Because I love this. Like, I love being on a plane. I pretend that planes still don't have Wi-Fi. Like I just convinced myself <laughs> that Wi-Fi doesn't exist on planes because I love being able to switch off. Like what you're saying, that it's not a bug. It's right? a feature. It's, yeah, it's a feature. I love that. That's so powerful that when we feel and that's our problem right like we think when we're slowing down we're like oh god why am i slowing down i need to you know we we panic we go oh no i'm becoming less productive but actually that's a feature reminding us to press pause to slow down to to restart then
1: we can actually observe why and how we become more productive
0: Mm. Life can be a wild ride, and sometimes our gut gets thrown off track. So that butterfly in your stomach? It's probably not from excitement. It's more likely from stress or certain food choices you had for breakfast. And Ritual can help you get things back on track. They made a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Every morning, I start my day with Symbiotic Plus. It's now an essential part of my daily routine. With its blend of prebiotics, postbiotics, and all that good stuff, I'm giving my gut the love it needs to tackle whatever comes its way throughout the day. There's no shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash Shetty. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash Shetty. 25%
1: Go to linkedin.com slash on to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash on purpose. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be.
0: I've got to say, herbs have been a game changer in my wellness routine, all thanks to my Indian upbringing. My mom was the one who got me started on them way back when. I've seen how they can do wonders for both body and the mind. One of my favorites is ashwagandha, which is an adaptogenic herb that helps reduce stress I usually take it in the morning with my breakfast and it helps me stay cool, calm and collected throughout the day. Our sponsor Nature's Way has ashwagandha as well as herbs like St. John's wort and holy basil that provide mood and stress support. They have over 50 years of experience sourcing herbs from all over the world in the continents and climates where they grow best. Nature's Way rigorously tests every batch of herbs for potency and purity in their state-of-the-art lab. To learn more, visit naturesway.com forward slash herbs and use code J10 at checkout for 10% off any herbal supplements. Terms and conditions apply, valid through June 30th. Um,
1: You know, why do people say that they get their best ideas in the shower?
0: Yeah.
1: It's the truth is that our best ideas come from the wisdom within. Mm. And that's why when you talk about making wisdom go viral, That's also part of what allows people to connect with their own inner wisdom. Mm. And their best ideas come from that.
0: Absolutely. Let's talk about inner wisdom a bit, because I think we both believe in it very strongly. I know that in my life, I feel I've always been guided by my inner wisdom. Yes. I rarely feel guided by my head. I rarely try and feel guided by the market or the industry. I'm constantly looking to my inner compass to be guided. I'd love to hear from you how you've done that in your life and how you've been able to sift out your inner voice from the noise that often arises from everything around us.
1: So for me, that's kind of the heart of everything I'm doing and that we're doing at Thrive, which is the truth. And that I believe is an absolute truth that every one of us has a place of wisdom, peace and strength inside us. Mm it's our birthright.
0: Mm.
1: No matter what we do or where we are or where we are born, we do have that. And most of the time, we are completely disconnected from it. Mm. And that's such a shame. It's like having been given this incredible inheritance and not even knowing that you have it. Mm. And that's why I love when Thich Nhat Hanh said that right now with our addiction to our phones and social media and games, he said, it has never been easier to run away from ourselves. Mm. And so everything we are doing here is helping people reconnect with that place. Now, there is nobody I know who lives in that place all the time. Of course. it's not. That's not what we we're saying. Mm. What we want to create is a great course correcting mechanism so that we know, I kind of know, and I'm sure you know when I'm not in that place. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing I want to do is help myself get back to that place, Mm -hmm. whatever it takes. Because from that place, I'm so much more productive, so much more creative, and so much more joyful. You know, we don't talk enough about joy. But after all, the purpose of life is not just to be productive.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely not. This is not
1: a dress rehearsal. Absolutely. So if we can also connect with our joy and our loving suddenly life uh, becomes kind of like a little miracle
0: yeah absolutely what is what are a few things people can do every day to to get that voice back for themselves like you said I think so many of us have run so far away from ourselves like Thich Nhat Hanh mentioned you quoted that we don't even know what ourself is anymore Yes, right like it's like well what is it like I have 10 voices in my head and one of them's a TV show and one of them's my favorite <laughs> song and one of them is my mom's voice and my dad's voice. Like what are a couple of things that people can do on a daily basis that's going to help them get closer to that voice again?
1: Well, I believe and I know you do too, that one of the keys is gratitude. Mm. That doesn't mean not acknowledging the pain mm. because the pain is often real. You know, the, there's a lot of pain in the world and in our lives. Mm but also recognizing that the pain is not everything. The hardship is not everything. The darkness is not everything. And being able to hold, um, when we are going through a hard time, Mm. these two realities in our hearts as well as our heads at the same time. Yes, That for me is the key. Mm -hmm. And so doing, again, micro steps, like starting your morning, taking one minute in the morning, one minute, to remember three things you're grateful for Mm. or set your intention for the day is absolutely key. If you don't have one minute, you don't have a life. The majority of people go directly to their phone first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. And you don't know what you're going to see.
0: Yeah, no, not at all.
1: And so suddenly... The cortisol hormone, the stress hormone floods your body before you have even gotten out of bed. Mm. (laughs) So how you start your day is absolutely key. Yeah. And so is how you end your day. Yeah. Because every day is a mixture of good things and bad things happening. You know, I've never had a day which was all amazing. No. Well, maybe one or two, but you know, it's not the norm. Of course. So you can go to bed thinking of all the things that went wrong,
0: Mm.
1: (laughs) or you can go to bed thinking of all the things you're grateful for.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And that changes the quality of your sleep. Yes. So what is interesting, Jay, as you know, is that in terms of our evolution, our mind tends to go to the negative, because that's how we survived, right? I mean, if we were followed by a tiger and focused on the sunset, we would not be here. Yes. But right now we continue to live in this fight or flight mode, even though there aren't a lot of tigers around. <laughs> Definitely not. And that's what we need to change.
0: Absolutely. And, and I love what you're saying because actually I think when, when I lived as a monk for three years, one of the biggest principles we talked a lot about was how when we are asked to be grateful for something, we only remember the positive. Whereas actually, a lot of the times when we've been in our greatest pain, that's been the greatest path to our potential. Yes. That actually the pain, the suffering, the tragedy, the, the falling down was actually the moment of our rise and growth. And, and I've noticed that when I look in reflection in gratitude, or I look in hindsight, it's actually the lowest point of my life that became the birth of the best moments of my life. And it's so easy to forget that. But now, and so now when I'm going through painful moments, I'm always saying to myself, don't judge this moment as painful. Don't judge the moment because this could be the moment that leads to the next best thing that happens to you. And so becoming grateful in that pain too.
1: Absolutely. Completely agree with that. It's like the Leonard Cohen song, you know, that the light comes in through the cracks.
0: Yes, yes, exactly, yes.
1: And I am... I know that from my life, you know, when I look back, I remember one of the most painful moments in my life was when I was very much in love with this brilliant writer in London. (laughs) And um, we were together for seven years. By now I was 30 and I really, really wanted to have children. And he was clear he didn't want to have children. He only wanted to have cats. So I had to make this tough decision. I could stay with him, but then I wouldn't have children. Mm. Or if I wanted to fulfill that dream, I would have to leave him. And it was an incredible moment of heartbreak. I really left London and moved to New York to put the kind of (laughs) (laughs) the ocean behind us. And yet, when I look back now, that one thing changed my life. So what was like the hardest moment at the Mm. time Mm. became the moment that allowed me to move here, have my children, yeah. uh, build the Huffington Post, launch Thrive, be here with you. And it all happened because a man wouldn't marry me.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so I say we all need to look back and 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 look wow. at all the things that were terrible heartbreaks and yeah. what did they lead to.
0: Yes, absolutely. Mine, mine funnily, I don't think you know this, mine funnily enough was I obviously moved to New York to work with HuffPost when we were together. Yeah. And then you left to start Thrive and I left HuffPost at the same time. And that was one of the toughest periods in my life because I had all these views and things were growing online, but I no longer had my sponsor in you of someone who greatly believed in my work. Yes. And at that time, I really had to be the person who believed in myself and mm. build my own world. And so I went through one of the toughest periods in my life because I went from having someone who believed in my work, someone incredible, influential like yourself, to having no one, to then having to do it myself. And it was the best thing that happened to me. And that was only two years ago. And I know, it's incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. And it, amazing. Was just, it was just one of those moments that I'm so grateful for because otherwise I would have carried on doing what I was doing and it would have been nice. It would have been yeah. okay. There would have been nothing bad about it. But it launched, it gave me a launch pad to a new life. And so I'm, I'm very grateful that you started Thrive Global for many reasons, <laughs> but, but also for the reason that. because it allowed me to be born myself again. I love that. And that. I think so,
1: we all should be doing more to tell the stories of yeah. these heartbreaks yes. and what they led to. Yes. Because nobody who has succeeded has had like a linear path no, where no. everything went great.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm really glad you brought up Having children, because that was actually my next topic. So I wanted to talk to you about that. And I, so I have this thing. I talk about making wisdom go viral. I talk a lot about wisdom. My three areas are self, love, and work. Those yes. are my three areas, which I believe I have some insight on or I've love and deeply want to help people with. Now there's one area of my life that I have no wisdom on and that's parenting, right? I'm no, I'm not a parent yet. I don't claim to have any wisdom on parenting, but I have a lot of my audience and my community that loves asking questions. So one of the biggest questions I get asked right now is, Jay, I feel a lot of mum guilt of working on my passion, building my passion, but then having to be there for my children and wanting to be there too. And I hear that a lot. I'm sure you've heard it for a long, long time, but I hear it a lot. So I wanted to ask someone who, and I've seen you with your daughters, you have a beautiful relationship with them. They have a beautiful relationship with you. It's so real and genuine. And at the same time, you're someone who is continuing to innovate, continuing to be a pioneer. How have you not mastered that? Because I know you won't even say you've done that, but how have (laughs) you managed that? And how have you continued to live your passion, build your passion, impact lives and maintain a real bond with your children?
1: Well, first of all, The mom guilt is kind of pretty much universal. (laughs) And uh, I really feel sometimes that they take the baby out and they put the guilt in. Mm. That's how universal it is. Mm. And we've just launched a parenting workshop and it's going to be part of a digital product that helps women through micro steps and men too, because men have it, although not to the same extent, to recognize that if you follow your passion, you're going to be a better parent. Mm -hmm. Because if you think that by not following your passion, I mean, first of all, for most people in the world, it's not even a choice because people work, they need to make a living. But even let's say that was not the issue, but this is something that you love and fulfills your purpose. There's no way you would be as good a parent if you, didn't fulfill that. And also, I find that what matters most is when you are with your children to be fully there. Mm. I think the worst thing that we do as parents is multitasking. Yes. In The idea that I'm with my child, I'm having dinner, or I'm helping with their homework, and I'm selectively looking at my phone. Yes. That's the thing that is... That is really painful for the child. I mean, children take this this signs um, to heart, but also being able to allow yourself to be fully present, whether it's with your child or at work. And when the guilt comes, recognizing it's not the truth. I call it, it's the obnoxious roommate living in my head. Yeah, you know, that voice of self-doubt, questioning. That doesn't allow us to be fully present. And yeah. and for me, my, my daughters know that however busy they are they come first. Yeah. So if they need me, I will drop anything to be with them. That's what really matters to children, that sense of unconditional loving.
0: Life can be a wild ride and sometimes our gut gets thrown off track. So that butterfly in your stomach, it's probably not from excitement. It's more likely from stress or certain food choices you had for breakfast. And Ritual can help you get things back on track. They made a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Every morning, I start my day with Symbiotic Plus. It's now an essential part of my daily routine. With its blend of prebiotics, postbiotics, and all that good stuff, I'm giving my gut the love it needs to tackle whatever comes its way throughout the day. There's no shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash Shetty. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash Shetty for 25% off. I've got to say. Herbs have been a game changer in my wellness routine, all thanks to my Indian upbringing. My mom was the one who got me started on them way back when. I've seen how they can do wonders for both body and the mind. One of my favorites is ashwagandha, which is an adaptogenic herb that helps reduce stress. I usually take it in the morning with my breakfast and it helps me stay cool, calm and collected throughout the day. Our sponsor, Nature's Way, has ashwagandha as well as herbs like St. John's Wort and Holy Basil that provide mood and stress support. They have over 50 years of experience sourcing herbs from all over the world in the continents and climates where they grow best. Nature's Way rigorously tests every batch of herbs for potency and purity in their state-of-the-art lab. To learn more, visit naturesway.com forward slash herbs. And use code J10 at checkout for 10% off any herbal supplements. Terms and conditions apply. Valid through June 30th. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Whenever I travel, I feel like I become a new person. Like that time I explored the bustling streets of New York, I felt like I became Curious Jay. Immersing myself in the vibrant culture and sampling exotic street food. And then there was that trip to the mountains where I transformed into adventurous Jay, conquering hiking trails and embracing the breathtaking scenery. And let me tell you, Booking.com has been my go-to for all my adventures. Whether I'm exploring the bustling streets of New York or venturing into the serene mountains, Booking.com has a wide variety of options, offering accommodations all across the US and all around the world that suit every kind of traveler. So when you're ready to plan your next trip and discover new sides of yourself, remember to book with Booking.com. Whether you're craving adventure in a cabin, a bit of luxury in a fancy hotel, some quality family time in a vacation rental, or just some chill vibes at a beachside resort, Booking.com has you covered. Ready to book your next adventure? Book whoever you want to be on Booking.com, Booking.yeah. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. And and that really makes me feel inspired hearing that because as a future father, when I have kids, I really believe that because I'm getting to do what I love every day and I'm passionate about it, I'm going to have that energy cascade onto my children. They're going to experience my joy. But if I was to give all this up, and even if I was with them 24-7, I'd probably drive them mad because (laughs) I wouldn't have anything to give them. Like, what am I going to offer them? And so I love that. And so even if you're a parent out there and you're listening right now, and it's not about changing your career or doing your passion, it could just be doing your hobby once a week, taking a a mom's night once a week, hanging out with your friends once a week, whatever you need to refuel,
1: your kids are going to
0: feel that energy.
1: That's the key. Whatever you need to refuel, Mm. because when we're not refueled and we give from a place of being empty and depleted, it's not real giving. Mm. I mean, we all have to do it and we all had to do it, but giving from our overflow is just amazing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Giving from our overflow, that's exactly it. And if we're not overflowing, then we are just giving from our half-filled cup. Yes. Or our quarter-filled cup. And that's or what our feeling, empty
1: cup. Or our empty cup. <laughs> and that's
0: why we're feeling drained. So what I really want to understand is how have you changed what you do to refuel over the years? Yes. So from the moment when you were building a company through to now, I I want to know that because I also think that a lot of people's methods for refueling change over time. And we get scared when our methods change. So when you were in your Mm -hmm. teens, you used to go and party. And when you're in your 30s I know, or 40s, some people are still trying to do the same thing to refuel as they were and it doesn't work the same or it, it doesn't feel the same. So how have yours changed? Well,
1: that's part of being connected with ourselves yeah. and getting the science. I mean, I was blessed to have an amazing mother who was very connected with her own wisdom and ancient wisdom. And even though she never went to college, she was self-taught. Mm-hmm. And uh, she Taught my sister and me to meditate when I was 13. And uh, I didn't do it consistently at the beginning, but it definitely was an incredible gift. Mm. So I bought into the delusion that the only way to succeed is to be always on, to sacrifice my own health and well-being, which is absurd. You know, we claim to be data-driven. The data is so clear. That's not what works. I mean, look at the founder myth over three quarters of startups fail. So there's something wrong about the assumption that you have to be always on to succeed. Look at Elon Musk. I mean, he's a brilliant visionary, but what he's doing by exhausting himself and tweeting in the middle of the night things that are not true about taking his company private, leading to SEC investigations, having to step down as chairman, paying a $20 million fine. How can this be good? for the company you are building. So whatever it is that we are all doing, Mm -hmm. finding our own ways to refuel is key. Mm -hmm. For me, uh, the foundation of my refueling became sleep. Mm. I even wrote a book, as you know, The Sleep Revolution, with all the latest science about why it is so essential, because sleep is not optional. It's an incredibly active time for the brain. It's the only time when the brain can clean up all the accumulated toxins from the day. And it is essential to our health and to our cognitive performance. Mm -hmm. So that's my number one thing. My number two thing that we teach a lot here is the recognition that it takes one minute to course correct from stress. Mm. It's not like, a long time, but you need to do it any, every time you, you feel you're stressed out. So we are launching a behavior change platform. And this product is at the heart of it to help people when they are stressed to get a recommendation for a micro step. And the micro step can be as small as closing your eyes here or even not closing your eyes if you're in a public space and you don't want to and consciously focusing on your breathing. Mm-hmm. Literally, I mean, I did a one-minute um, meditation at Dreamforce. So, yeah, so, yeah, when you Salesforce. sat on the cloud, I I love sat that. on the cloud, and I have just put it on my Instagram a couple of days ago because it is so simple. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you practice it yeah. and take one minute, it's just extraordinary how you cause correct from stress. And, you know, nobody's going to eliminate stress from their lives. What we're looking for is not to make it cumulative.
0: Yes. One of the things I think we have to realize is that what you're pointing out is that there's acute stress and chronic stress. And acute stress is good sometimes. We need that kind of like, oh, my God, I need to get this done. It's important. We all feel stressed before we go and give a keynote or you feel stressed before a big meeting at work. But it's the chronic stress. It's that repeated stress. It's the stress that's underlying and building up, like you said, cumulative stress. That's the one we really need to be wary of.
1: Exactly. So just to give you an example, at Thrive, you know, we're not a nine to five company. You know, we have uh, huge ambitions, people work hard, but we tell everybody, if you have a project that requires you to pull an all nighter or do extra intense work. Take thrive time after that. Mm. That is the key. Don't continue working as though you had not expended extra energy and are depleted. Yes. Because if you do that, just look at the data. Either you're going to get sick Mm -hmm. because your immune system is going to be compromised. So you may think you're powering through or grinding through. Your body is going to let you down. Yeah. And also your decisions and your work are not going to be as good as they could have been.
0: Absolutely. And I love your consistent point about the data is showing this. Like the data is showing this. Yes. If we're data-driven, there's no comp- There's debate. No, there's no debate. There's there's no no debate. debate. Yeah, the data it's not show- my
1: opinion. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's <laughs> not your
0: opinion. It's not a philosopher's opinion. It's, yes. It's not the opinion of, oh, let's be fluffy and let's believe in well-being. It's data-driven. So-
1: Wellness is a 43 trillion category. Yes. But it's not defined. Yes. It can mean anything. It can mean warm and fuzzy things. Yes. Nothing wrong with them, but that's not what we are talking about. No. We are talking about hardcore science driven, data driven realities, which also happen to be to be validating ancient wisdom. That's what I love.
0: Exactly, yeah. And that's that's I I love that because when I started reading your books, which I highly recommend, Sleep Revolution and Thrive, like they're two of my favorite books. What I loved about them is, it's exactly what I try and do is the bridge between ancient wisdom, modern science yes. and then practical application. How is this relevant now? You know, how can you take it now? And, and think the reason everything why you today...
1: I love ancient wisdom the way you do is because we are not Pavlov's dogs. Mm. We do have a heart and a soul. Yes. And so if we really want to change behavior, we need to capture our imagination. Mm -hmm. That's what we are building. The product we are building intends to sort of crack the code on behavior change. Yes. The reason why behavior change doesn't work most of the time is because we only appeal to people's minds and we're more than our minds.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Ariana, you're amazing. And I hope we're going to do many, many more of these. And this conversation, I believe, is just a starting point. I just wanted people to dive into your wealth of wisdom. I highly recommend it. If you've loved this conversation, I'm a big proponent of Ariana's books. I think they're phenomenal. And if you haven't checked out Thrive Global yet, make sure you check them out. They're doing incredible work online in companies and bringing all of this to the work environment, which I think is so important. Having worked at Accenture myself, (laughs) who I know works very closely with you, it's incredible to see this work infusing into the corporate culture. And also I would love
1: to invite uh, your listeners to tell their stories.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. ah at thriveglobal.com is my email. Send it to me and we'll give you a password and you can post them on Jay's channels and on Thrive Global. The question is how can we accelerate the distribution of these ideas?
0: I love that. That's awesome. So, Irena, we end every podcast with what I call the final five. These are the final five rapid fire answer. It can either be a one word, three word or one sentence answer. No more than that. Okay. So I'm being a bit lenient, but this is it. It's easy for you. What's the first thing you do when you wake up?
1: The first thing I do when I wake up is focus on my breath and three things I'm grateful for.
0: Me too. I love that. Uh, What's the last thing you do before you go to bed?
1: the last thing is again focus on my breath and three things i'm grateful for
0: i love it if i went through your phone whose number would i want to steal
1: i think you would want to steal bill mars number
0: okay why
1: and um, because he's such a truth teller i don't agree with everything Uh, But I love him. He and I have been friends forever. And also because he's unbelievably private. So it's a very hard number to get.
0: I like it. Awesome. (laughs) I'm going to have to try and grab your phone later. Who's, uh, what's the most used app on your phone?
1: So, you know, I have basically, um, removed most apps from my phone. Nice. So... What I, the most intimate thing I do is texting mm-hmm. with my daughters and my friends. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I'm obsessed with our Thrive Up yes. uh, because, um, A, I integrate in my life all the micro steps that are fed to me, but also because I'm a big believer in constantly iterating and improving it, yes. so I'm giving constant feedback. So Amazing. I use it for myself, but I also use it as a tool to keep improving it.
0: Awesome. And question five of the final five is what do you consider your biggest accomplishment so far?
1: Oh, absolutely. Without question, my two daughters. I love that. I love them so much. My oldest daughter just got engaged, and I'm so happy because yeah, I saw her, her um, fiancé, somebody I love, that I actually hired for the Huffington Post. Oh, no way. Oh, that's <laughs>
0: amazing. I didn't know that part of it.
1: Well, he now works with Jeffrey Katzenberg and oh, Infatuation. Yes, yeah. Oh,
0: Infatuation. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. is one
1: of their, of the companies that he identified and they invested in. But anyway, I, I love them. We are very close. I feel very blessed to be asked close to them and i can't wait to become a grandmother jay
0: amazing i love it well ariana thank you so much for taking this time thank you for opening up your office thank you so much for sharing that opportunity for my audience and community to reach out to you as well and share that idea i love that we'll definitely let everyone know and please 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 go and check out ariana if you don't follow her already find her on instagram find her on facebook find her on twitter all of her insights, anything that you've loved today, her Instagram and social media feeds are absolutely full of it. So make sure you do that. Ariana, thank you so much. Thank for making you. The and chance.
1: thank you so much for everything you are doing for thank the world. You. Thank you.
0: Oh no, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening through to the end of that episode. I hope you're going to share this all across social media. Let people know that you're subscribed to On Purpose. Let me know. Post it. Tell me what a difference it's making in your life. I would love to see your thoughts. I can't wait for this incredibly conscious community we're creating of purposeful people. You're now a part of the tribe, a part of the squad. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to share the next episode with you. We have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth, no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through.